steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down. For the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. Psalms 85, 13 said, Righteousness shall go before him, and he shall set us in the way of his steps. Jason, lead us to the throne of grace. Amen. Years ago, young men would walk up to Dr. Howells and he had been in the late 60s, 70s. And they would say, Dr. Howells, what kind of advice would you give young preachers? And his advice was always the same. Walk with God. Tonight, with the help of God, I want to preach on walking with God. Psalms 37 was not written by a young man. Psalms 37 was written in David's twilight years. He's writing from a perspective of experience. It's not just something he has heard. This is something he he has lived and experienced. And he experienced knowing God and walking with God. And he's in effect looking back over his life and a life of great victories and some failures. And it has been rightly said that no one really learns anything about themselves in their victories but it's in their failures we're forced to look deep in their heart and see who they really are and what they are. Said Sunday, this, this time is not producing anything. It is just simply revealing what we already are. And this is and it just continues to do just that. One could sum up this entire Psalm with this thought. God is ever abiding faithful to His children. And I'm glad that regardless of what goes on around us or even us does not change God at all. Regardless of what's going on around us or even what's going on with us, God has not moved one millisecond from who He was. And one of the greatest truths that we have tonight is he's not moving. I've 
moved all over the place. I mean, I watched two days of news, and I'm going to take Miss Stein's, buy me a cabin, and dare you to show up. I, I mean, I, it, it, because it, it, it's, it's so crazy. And you don't know, and there's no integrity in nothing that's being said. You do not know what is true and what's a lie. None of it. I, I mean, not none of it. None of it you can... You, you can't discern what's true and what's a lie because you don't have enough facts and information. But then I get back to my Bible. And I understand tonight, hallelujah, this, there's no debate over. This is truth. And I do not have to question it. And when God said something, well, I believe it or not, it is settled. And so tonight, may I take just a few moments as we talk about walking with God. I believe it is the greatest one thing that you and I can do. And if you don't know how, you need to learn. If you're not, you should. If you hadn't been, start tonight. Walking with God. First of all, if we're going to walk with God, how can two walk together except they be agreed? Now, question, and I need a reply from this question. Is God going to change to agree with us? No. So, if somebody's got to change... To do the agreeing, it's us. It's on our side of the stick. And that means we, if we're going to walk with Him, and we're going to agree with Him, then whatever our thoughts or whatever, they need to line up with His thoughts, His thinking. Again, what you have right here. And so, as we walk with God... And first of all, we've got to be in agreement. I love this. I love this. Well, I know what the Bible says, but then you forget it. God's not going to walk with you. You can bud from now on. You can bud every tree, every gut. You just you bud every wall. He doesn't make a bit of difference. Does not change the word of God or God Himself. And so we find here. First of all, next week, God ordains. Every step we take. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The word steps means the way one's going. One's direction. The ideal is that one gives their heart to the Lord and embarks on a journey that is planned, willed, and ordained by the Lord. I love this. There's no accidents with God. There are no accidents with God. God has you where you're at for such a time as this. And He's ordaining your steps. Can I just put it to you frankly? He's doing the driving. He's doing the leading. 
And the more we fight against that, the more we will fight it. The Lord has a specific plan for every one of His children. We're not saved to wander aimlessly in life to do what uh, and to be what God has planned, but to do. We are not saved to wander aimlessly in life, but to do and to be what the Lord has planned for us. Never forget, the Lord is the great shepherd, the true shepherd, and we are sheep. And there never has been a time when sheep take the place of the shepherd. We got to have him. And so tonight we need to be un, uh, understand the shepherd leads the sheep wherever he chooses to lead them. A true shepherd goes before them and he orders their steps. The good ones the bad ones, the happy ones, the sad ones, the positive ones, the negative ones. The verb ordered means to establish something so that it has a strong foundation. That word order means to establish something. Proverbs 69, a man's heart divides his ways, but the Lord directed his step. But this verb is even stronger. It has the ideal that God not only directs our steps, but He determines and orders or ordains. I don't know how to put it to you clear. He puts His step of approval. Hold it. 2,000 years ago, He did that. Last year, He knows that. He has your steps already ordained for your future. I, I use this analogy. We take our life and we start adding it up on the night machine. And it just, it just tallies up. You know the numbers. Are click, 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 click. We're just tallying that thing up on the night machine. And we go over to reach the tape and God grabs it. He said, no, I'll keep that. Because He's the one that ordains our steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Here's where we got, here's where it gets challenging. I need you to listen to me now. And if you're here, I'm not booing you out. Please don't understand. I'm not booing you out. This is where faith comes in. Faith comes in to believe that that God loves me so much that he's not going to order my steps, that would destroy me. It's the ideal that as a father would order the steps of his child. No father worth an ounce of his soul would, would put a child in harm's way. As a matter of fact, he protects that child. God the Father, our God, does the same. But we have to have the faith to believe that he does ordain our steps. And if not, and this is happening, 
from the time we wake up to the time we go to bed at night, we are barraged with voices. Voices. This and this and this. And I'm going to tell you the richest people in the world now is the talking heads because they got plenty to talk about. And, and, and just, just constantly, constantly. And, and what are they talking? Now, can, can, you, can, you, can you forget the details? For What are they trying to do? Incite fear, panic, and division. Fear, panic, and division. And may I remind you, they're doing a good job. You know why? Because it's 24-7. You come to a service like this tonight, I'm going to tell you, believe God, believe God, believe God, church. But I cannot compete with this barrage of information that just keeps pouring in. And let me just say something. I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to... I watch a little news. They're going to blow up the world. I'm going to know it. But I don't watch much. I, I, I'm serious. I, I, I filter a whole lot of stuff. I love Miss Steins, but I'll tell her, you've you got to cut this mess off. You, you, I don't want to mess in her head. You've you got to filter some of this stuff. And you just got to cut it off. And, and, and realize that uh, because he is why if God's ordering our steps and ordains our steps, while we're listening to something, we can't change. How many consider this thing, the fact they left all these people in Afghanistan, and we had no idea. Just a travesty. That's just, I was so sorry. That's just terrible. Unbelievable. Well, I tell you, I'm feeding my mind on that stuff, but here's the problem. I can't change none of it. I don't have a jet in the backyard. I'd love to take a white hickory and, and take off. And believe you me, they're, laying, they're, they're landing some big jets over right now and, and take, come over the top of my house and shake my windows and take off in a jet and go over in Afghanistan and, and do anything. I can't do anything to change it other than praying and believing God. And so the reality, now that's enough. Don't, I don't want to be a little that. I'm saying physically, I can't change anything. You, you realize, I, I can't change anything about the COVID. Do, do you realize this? I can't keep even getting a virus. Do you realize what, 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 we're, what we're talking about? It's impossible to keep somebody from getting a virus. You can't see it, smell it, touch it. You can't grab hold of it and say, get back here. You cannot do that. And so what I'm trying to say to you tonight is God ordains every step we take. That includes our going outs and our coming ins. Our lying downs and our getting ups. Our walking and our sleeping. Our buying and our selling. Our talking and our listening. Our walking and our driving. Because He is God, there is no accidents with Him. How many found yourself in the last two or three weeks and saying, man, God, what are you doing? 
I did. I mean, I was so sick one day, good Lord, I said, God, what are you doing? And uh, if I'd done something wrong, please tell me, I'll get it right. But God, I'm so sick. And the truth of the matter is, I've been in situations, and, and, I, and, I've, I, and there's been situations in our families, and I just shake my head and say, Lord, what are you doing? But that, that's when I've got to go back to God and say, I don't know what you're doing, but you do all things well. And if it's for our family and our time, if it's for His place for us to be here, then it's for your, my good and your glory. And may I not miss what you... Help me not to miss what I need to see. Can I tell you how, how, how candid and blunt I try to be with my God? And I'll say, now I'm a little slow sometimes to so speak loudly and clearly so I don't miss it. Because nothing, nothing, nothing catches God off guard. Nothing catches God off guard. I sat with Daddy this morning, and uh, bless the Lord, he said, he said, you know, you saved my life. And um, I said, no, Eddie, I did not. I said, it's God in heaven that controls your life, not me. I just drug your sorry carcass down here to the hospital. That's all I've done. I, 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 no, I, no. Boy, this, this, and, and you know what this time ought to do? The fact that God ordains every step we ought to take. It, it, it needs to be reminded. I was talking to this businessman yesterday, and, 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 and we kept talking about this. He said, well, just reminded how, how small we are and how great God is. And if God can humble our hearts to see His greatness, my soul, you can't buy that at Walmart. So it's a reality. Number one, God ordains every step we take. Number two, God oversees every slip we take. Though He fall, hold it, Now, let me correct your reading. Though maybe he falls, that's not there. Now, what if that's not there? Though he falls. You're not going to get through this life without falling and stumbling along the way sometimes. I mean, just take your halo off. I know you're perfect and all that good stuff. It'll be okay. You join the rest of us, the rest of this crowd, because the truth is, though he fall, it has the ideal. You're going to fall. Some, you live long enough. You're going to fall. I took off running one morning, and grass was wet, it had been raining. And uh, I took off running to get the car. And I made this mistake of trying to stop before I got the car. My feet flailed I fell flat on my back. I'm going to tell you something. I laid down about 15 minutes just to get my breath. It might knock me plumb out. <laughs> I sore. I never forget. I sore for days on end. Somewhere along life, you're going to fall. 
You're gonna, we're, not, we're, not all, we're not all going to get this thing right. Now, I wish we could. And, and I'm going to tell you something. We're just not so. Though we fall, and here's what I love. He shall not utterly. God said, I'm not going to leave you there. You might fall. I'm going to get you back up. I'm not going to leave you there. Has the idea of somebody walking a narrow path. And it's winding. It's hard to see the stumps and rocks. Because life is out of way. And says, all of a sudden, you fall. But you know what God said? Now listen. Here's what he's saying. He's saying, I'm going to walk with you. Come on, walk with me. He said, I'm going to walk with you. Now, I do want you to amaze and fall down. Do one of these things, just fall down. He's good at that. God says, no. Because I'm going to uphold him. I'm going to grab him as he's falling with my right hand. He may fall, but I'm going to grab hold of him. And I'm going to hold him my right hand. See, that's the ideal. Thank you, buddy. Has the ideal of God saying, yes, you're going to fall, and I understand all of that. Now hold it. Hold it. I need you up again. What if you're here no, you back up over here. And God's walking over here. And you fall. Now God can do anything He wants to. I do not want you to understand there's a limitation with God. But if God upholds you with His right hand, you better be close enough He can reach you. If he's close enough, if you're close enough, because who has to change to walk with God? God? Us. And so you have to be close enough to him so whenever you're walking, come on over here. You get over here with me. I'm, I'm, yeah. And we're walking together. If you're close enough to God, when you do fall, he's going to grab hold of you. But if you're walking that guilty distance, thank you, buddy. If, you, if you're walking that distance away from Him, and a lot of people tonight are walking the guilty distance from God. I've given everybody in our church liberty tonight for two weeks. Tonight, and then this coming Sunday. After this coming Sunday, we're going back to regular service. And I'm so thrilled you're here. I really am. I give folks liberty, and they can do that. I won't blow them out. Here's the question as they listen in. Are they close enough to with, walk with God? That they're trusting, they're trusting Him or trusting all that they're listening to around? Well, see, they say he said this, and the list goes on and on and on and on. See, if we have that walk with God, when all this narrows and we do fall, well, I'm going to tell you something. He'll grab us.
So let me give you tonight just four simple things. Four simple things. Number one, please remind yourself every day, God, you're in control. God, you got to do this. You got to do this. You just got to remind yourself. Wake every morning. I don't care if you have to write on a card, put it on a piece of paper, put boxcar letters on the side of your house. Whatever you got to do, just be reminded every day that God's in control. Not this world, not this, not this rhetoric, not this, this craziness. I serve a God that's in control. Old George Mueller oversaw a group of uh, orphanages in Bristol, uh, England. He he provided food for over 10,000 boys and girls. I'm talking about the turn of the century. This is years ago. He never once took an offering, sent out a fundraiser, or made an appeal for money. This man literally believed God for every need they ever had. And not one time was it recorded. The children, the children that come out of that home, their own testimony was, we never did without food or something to eat. Never. As a matter of fact, this verse here, the steps of a good man ordered by the Lord, he delight in his ways. In, in, in Mueller's Bible, he wrote beside, he added two little words, the steps and the stops of a good man ordered by the Lord. He wrote that in. Number two, there's not a struggle, there's not a challenge that God doesn't take note in. He delights in His ways. That's the idea of the way you're going. That way means path, walk every day. He says, I delight in knowing your good times your bad times. When you're struggling, when you're having a hard day, when you're having it hard, when you're, when you're confused, when, you, when you're not, when you're not sure what's going on, God said, I want you to take note. I, I, I'm watching. I, I see that. I, I see that. I know that. Sometimes we think God is so, so separated from us. He's going, he saved me. He's going to take me to heaven. But so many Christians and I've got the idea he's walking with if you're walking with him, he's with you every day. And he wants to help you. He wants to strengthen you. Think about a parent and a child. And they just start crawling. And before long they pull themselves up on a table. And then before you know it, they take that first step. It's wobbly. It's 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 wobbly. It's they 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 maybe a step or two, and then come tumbling down. Have you ever wondered why are parents smiling at that stuff? I fell. Why are you smiling? What if a kid ever thinks why ends up by smiling to me? I just fell. No, you're a parent, and you know that they're learning to walk. And you watch them as they learn to walk and constantly, and for long, that walk turns into a run. And then it's mom and daddy crying, God, wish that child couldn't walk. <laughs> Romans 8, 38, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor any other creature 
shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Number three, God designs our trials so they will not destroy us, but they'll be for our good and His glory. Though He fall, He shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth Him with His right hand. David Gibbs tells a story about a man that had a, a school and one of the parents took him to court, the pastor court, for abusing a child. He spanked it and abusing a child. And he went to court. Brother Gibbs kept telling him, he said, Brother, it's, it's not looking good. And the pastor kept telling him, Brother Gibbs, it'll, it'll be just fine. Finally, in frustration, Brother Gibbs said, Brother... You, you just don't understand. You're looking at 10 years. It's not good. He said, Brother Gibbs, you, you're seemingly not understanding that I'm trusting God with this and it'll be all right. The last day of the trial, the judge asked for the child to come and get on the stand. And the judge asked the child, has this man ever abused you? And his child said, no one has ever loved me as this man. And no one has ever been as good to me as this man. And for the spanking, I needed it. And the judge throwed it out of court. God just moved in it. When the dry eye in the place, he said, he walked out, looked up to heaven, said, God, whatever that means, God, I need I need that. I need that. To understand that every trial that we have, God has an ordained purpose. And that God is in control. And the Bible says, but he knoweth the way that I take. And when he had tried me, I should come forth as gold. Even today, even today, just, just today, I don't know if you have ever tried to get someone put in a rest home. It's not the easiest thing in the world to do. It's not. And... Eddie's not able to take care of her right at this moment. He's just not. And to get Kathy back in the rest home in just one day is almost it's, it's, it's almost a miracle to be able to accomplish that. That's God. That's God. The Lord said, Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to have you, they may shift you as wheat. But I pray for thee that thy faith fail not and when thou converted, strengthen the brethren. When you, when we all come through all of this craziness, God help us, it's got to come to a conclusion. It's either one or two things is going to happen. It's got to come to a conclusion. We could have a revival or we're going home. Either way, it'll come to a conclusion. 
And so the reality is, when it's over, if we've walked with God during this time, we can look around and say, we look around and say, well, God was there. Well, God was there. God was there. God was there. God was there. And I, I'm be honest, it's just amazing. Then last of all, God will not let go. Our salvation, our, our salvation, our faith, our doings, our thinking, does not, God, none of these rest on our salvation, on our, on our performance. Our salvation, our, our, our faith, all doesn't rest on our performance, but on God's unchanging character. And tonight, may we just trust Him. Charles Spurgeon said, Sorrow may bring, you, bring us to the earth, Death may bring us to the grave, but Lord, we cannot sink. Now the lowest of all, we shall rise to the highest of all. So tonight, tonight, David closed this with this statement. He just told us, walk with God. Walk with God. Steps of a good man. Walk with God. Here's what he said. I've been young, and now I'm old. Yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He said, I've been young, I've been old, yet I've not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. Let's all stand to our feet. If you have a need tonight, make your place in the altar. You know, we just, we just need him.